I'm RJ Bell with the sports betting headlines for Thursday. Yesterday, four leagues, 14 games canceled. Today, NHL also canceling another 11 games. We'll define the facts and discuss the consequences. Here comes a full hour of the Vegas Truth covering all that and more. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. You heard it, I'm R.J. Live on a Thursday, live in Las Vegas, live on 225 FSR stations across this great, great nation. You know, I always think of it, Jonas, we've been like two years into this show, you know, a little less. He's missed like maybe seven days. You know, sometimes it's, you know, he's taking a few vacation days. Sometimes, you know, companies will say like, okay, you got to take this day off. Whatever it is, he always seems to somehow miss the hardest days. The easy days, oh, we're breaking games down. Jonas, is it just a coincidence that the hardest days you seem to be gone? It's just after you do this a while, you get sort of a certain sense about what bad <laughs> news is going to come up. And then you say, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and take this day off. So it's all strategically pan- planned and scheduled ahead of time, just based on my experience. With that kind of intuition, you think you'd be better picking winners. I, that's the problem. Yeah, I can't, <laughs> I can't apply it to anything that actually does me any good. It just, you know, just for days off. Well, listen, we got lucky. I think yesterday had a really good show. And I want to say again, the team in L.A., uh, Mr. Ramos Ramos on the board, the news guys, rock solid, you know, really. It, and it goes to show you the vision of live radio. And we got a little dose of that today is we're going to try to touch on some other things. In fact, I feel like we most certainly will. But for the most part, what happened yesterday? What does it mean? What does it mean about the future? And even does it give any of these teams advantages I think it's pro-Houston and anti-OKC. I see that clearly. I also wonder if the combination of Milwaukee taking the lead and George Hill being so outspoken, is that something that you've got to just quite frankly downgrade Milwaukee? And again, we're talking basketball here, not spirit, not ethics, not morality. We'll talk that too, but in the end, we're talking the games themselves. Jonas, let me ask you, when it was happening, give me your one, two, three biggest impressions that you had yesterday and any evolution you've had in the last 24 hours. I just think that, well, one, I'm a little numb to the whole, and and just being honest, I'm a little numb to the whole, there's another shooting, police are involved, and it just seems like it's happening, and it keeps happening, and it keeps happening, and I'm a little skeptical at there actually being real change. I think there's awareness, and, I, and I'm on board with them, you know, uh, 
you know, causing for, you know, creating the awareness and pointing it out and all of that. And, and all of that is a good thing. At, at what point, though, do we look and say, I mean, is this fixable? Because it just feels like if it keeps happening over and over again and you've tried all these different things, is anything going to work at this point to try and fix what really is the issue? And that's, you know, um, people being shot and killed by police. And, 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 and I just so what's the, what's the alternative? Like, let's say that you're right, that there is a um, let's just say everything you said is correct. I don't necessarily agree with all of it, but that's what we're discussing. That's the fun part of it. And that's what. To be honest, it is great about this country is the idea of honest discussion about it. But let's say you're right. What do you do? And especially if you were a black man, what would you do? Continue to, to voice your opinion. Continue to make your voice heard. Uh, continue to have the discussion. I just on the outside, me being on the outside, it's hard for me to tell a black person how they should feel about something true enough no doubt so i look at it and say man uh, people are making good points people are bringing up important topics and and making important and having important discussions about all this but it continues to happen so i don't i'm at a point to where i don't have an answer for what would stop it or what would prevent it i just wonder is anything going to stop it or prevent it or maybe this is where we're at so to me I think one thing that a lot of people are apprehensive about saying that needs to be said while at the same time with the same vigor saying the counter or the mm, adjacent point, which is with the data regarding unarmed shootings, with the data regarding anything, I think, as far as I can see, that involves police impropriety, brutality, violence. There's been a, a, a improving trend line. We can say that, you know, hey, one of these, and this does need to be said adjacently, one is too many, right? If you've got nine kids and one of them gets somehow the hospital makes a mistake and some tragedy happens, you don't say, well, eight out of nine is fine. I totally get that part of it is that one is too many, but how do you get to zero? You get to zero trending towards zero and I think that those on the social justice aggression that's the thing do we want to say there's a social justice side and what's the opposite an unjust side I no just like with pro-life pro-choice they're all trying to win the semantics but let's say those more active and hands-on on the social justice side I think there's a sense of if we acknowledge progress we're going to diminish enthusiasm and to me i feel like that when you've had decades and decades of less progress and then it seems like since ferguson there's been a movement towards progress but not enough that you got to do both you got to say thumbs up for the progress but hey is it greater than zero the deaths then it's too many um so we have mckenzie here who is african-american and I would say is part of that aggressive social justice side. He does research for us. Mackenzie, if I say to you that the since Ferguson, if you look at the stats, boy, the trend line's been an improvement, how do you respond? I'd say that's great. Let's keep it going. I would also say that, as we've talked about in private conversations, it's not just black and brown people. I think police in general have far too much power, and that's my main concern, and it has been for a long time. 
Yeah, and, and, and that's the catch-22, right? Is by definition, the police's role is to protect and serve. And how do you protect and serve? It's you stop bad guys. How do you stop bad guys? Often it takes deadly force. So police, like campus cops that have, you know, rubber clubs, they don't stop real crime. Now, if you want to give someone the power, you know, who's going to police the police? Is Who's going to watch the watchers? That's always been a call. And I think it's a valid, valid discussion. Now, what I feel very strongly about, I'm R.J. Bell, straight out of Vegas, Jonas Knox in L.A. What I feel very strongly about is we've got to not be in such a hurry. Listen, to get married in most states, I think Vegas is easier. To get married, you've got to wait 72 hours. There's, you know, there's usually a cooling down period or whatever. And the idea that people, and Mackenzie was in this group yesterday saying, hey, it's been 48 hours. Why hasn't there been an arrest? We're mad. I think we're losing sight of how justice moves. And the very fact that there's been information released regarding a deadly weapon, a knife being on the possession of the deceased. Now, what does that mean? I don't know. Right? I'm not saying that means the cops were completely justified. I'm not saying it means they weren't. I'm saying yesterday, 24 hours ago, we didn't know that. Now we do. What are we going to find out in the next 24 hours? I don't know. But what I know for sure, oh, I'm sorry, uh, Blake, not deceased, Thank you. The, um, but paralyzed at this point, is the idea that we're talking about hours instead of days and weeks. I get why there's an impatience. And I also get this. Everyone on the social justice side is smart enough to realize if, this, if the attention dies down, the pressure to do right dies down. So let's say we all knew it would take a month to get all the information. You would be fearful that a month later, everyone's moved on. No one's really worried about it. And thus, whatever chance there would be for this to drive reform will dissipate with time. But on the flip side, if you say we got to act quickly and 48 hours is too long to decide should someone go to jail or at least should they be prosecuted, I mean, it seems like the stakes are mighty high there. So, and Jonas, there's obviously no perfect answer to any of this that I've heard. But in general, where do you come down on, hey, we don't want this, we don't want inactivity to allow this to be swept under the rug. But by the same token, it's very important that we get the facts straight because these are life and death matters. What's your thoughts? I, I just want to be able to listen to every side. And I want and I wish my one wish upon all this is that we can listen to every side, because I think there's there's a valid argument to every side of the conversation. I don't know what it's like to be an African-American and, and to be pulled over by a cop. Um, I don't I also don't know what it's like to be a cop and pull somebody over and feel like your life is being threatened. So, I, you know, for, for a lot of people to speak, yeah. well, in this moment, I would do this. 
we all say that, but nobody knows what it's like to think somebody's reaching for a knife and and having a gun on you thinking, okay, it's either me or him or, or assuming somebody's got a gun and vice versa. We don't know what it's like to just be minding your own business, driving down the road and, and being pulled over just because it, and what a lot of people feel is you were racially profiled. So to me, I want to be able to have the discussions, the honest discussions and hear both sides and say, okay, why do you feel that way? As opposed to how you feel, how did you get to that thought? How did you, what was your thought process in getting to that point? And I think that's where the the greater good comes out of these conversations. I got to be honest. It's almost like we planned this. So here's what (laughs) we'll do. We'll take a break. When we come back and I say this plainly and truly, this is a sound clip I'll play next that I believe I contemplated playing it or not more than anything in two years on this show. Why? Because I think it's going to get that much of a reaction from people. And it really speaks directly, in this case, to George Floyd, which everybody almost seems to agree how egregious that was. And maybe there's some information that says, huh, we got that wrong, too. And if we got that wrong, too, what do we know for sure? When we come back. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox. This is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I'm RJ Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. Coming up here in just a couple of moments, we will continue the discussion over a historic 24-hour span in NBA history. Speaking of unending fatigue, another excessive heat warning here in Vegas, 107 degrees. Jonas, it's almost September. (laughs) It's 107 still. Hey, we got it good the other two months or 10 months of the year, so I can deal with it. That's on the strip. The neon is burning? Yes, it's burning. Wow. I hope I hope it survives. This is the fastest growing show on Fox Sports Radio. Audiences doubled in the last year. Thank you so much. Football season coming up. We promise it will be the best yet. You can listen to us on the iHeartRadio app. And Jonas, I told you, I'm, I think you would agree, you know the old honey badger don't care? Yeah. I kind of got a little honey badger, would you say? <laughs> I would say so, probably. Yeah. <laughs> well, this caused me pause, and this is what I often say. I strongly believe that this audience, that you, are the smartest in sports radio. Because, because I'm so smart? Yeah, that's some of it. But part of it, too, is our ambition. Our ambition is to not just be right. We have to be right when other people are wrong. That's the only way you win a sports betting. Everybody agrees the Patriots have been a good team. So if you said, hey, I want to make a bet. I think the Pats are going to win more than eight games. Well, in the last 15 years, you would have never been able to make money off of that because their expectation were always higher. So that means everyone feels one thing consensus now you have to think it's wrong oh i'm going to go over 11 games that's tougher so i'm going to challenge you i'm going to challenge you no matter if you're on the left or the right to react to this next minute 20 the right way and what's the right way the right way is to forget that if you're on the right you're going to kind of say hmm this kind of proves my point a little bit 
And if you're on the left, you're going to say, huh, it doesn't change anything. I don't care about that right now. What I care about is, should this information be part of the discussion? Another way to say it is, if someone disagrees with me, do they still have the right to hear the truth? Should they have all the facts, even the facts that go against us? Because what we've seen recently on both sides is, oh, I'm going to lie about this because they lie so much anyway. What's the difference? We're just even in the score. You hear that on both sides. One side will say, this is too important to let the truth get in the way. Well, they don't really say that, but that's what they mean. And often, there is a demeaning of the other side. It's like, if you don't agree with me, you're incorrigible or, hmm, there might be some other words we could use associated with that, irredeemable, right? And obviously, now that came from the left, we all know, on the right, there's been the religious right many times. Hey, you're going to hell if you don't agree with me. Pretty strong. So think about the stakes and what, what has happened. It's gone from one side to the other, back and back and back, and things get ramped up. Who doesn't deserve the truth? I trust everyone to hear the truth and be able to deal with it. If you can't, then put them in a different category. Put that person in the child. He's like a child. Okay. I don't think everyone I disagree with politically is like a child. And anyone who believes that about the other side, how do you ever then come together? What I said, and I think Jonas will attest, that in the middle of the George Floyd stuff, or at the beginning, I said, okay, the social justice side has a massive amount of support right now. You got people on the right that's saying, yeah, that was wrong, and a chance to make real progress. My question was, what change could happen the other side's going to accept? Because if the other side won't accept it, how do you make it happen? You don't force people to do things. Right? You might want to conquer them if we went back to you know, civil war, but short of that, it's going to have to be an agreement. And I don't think that the social justice side did as well as they could have with finding that opportunity. I think it was a lot of, we've been, we haven't had enough power for all this time, the stakes are so high, and we're going to have our chance to scream it from the mountaintops. And, you know, maybe that was a stage that was necessary. But progress won't happen from there. Progress is going to happen when you make the other side say, hmm, you got a point. Because that's when you move towards the middle. And if you think about your own evolution, whatever it is, maybe you thought you would never get married. So, Jonas, when you were like 22, did you expect you'd be like a happily married guy? Uh, I didn't think it would take this long, but I thought, you know, eventually but, I would make it there. Right. Yeah. But you could envision that, like the idea of the kid. I mean, because some guys, when they're 20, they can't even fat. They say, I'll never not want just one girl. You know that type, right? Yeah, kids, I, I wasn't even thinking about kids at that point. But the older I got, yeah, I started to envision, okay, this is what ideally what I would like if that yeah. was possible. And it was an evolution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And how does that happen is as you grow and change. You say, hmm, there might be a point there. It's the only way. It's the only way. So here it is. It's a minute 20. Now, this came from Court TV. 
It came out 24 hours ago, literally to the minute almost. The question is, have you heard this? I think 99% of you have not. The next question is, why haven't I heard this? And then the third question is, what does it change? And my point is, it probably changes a little, but not as much as people might want. But it really, it begs the question, why isn't this part of today's discussion? This is Court TV 24 hours ago. Big news right off the top, and we're talking about the case involving the death of George Floyd. This case is, is starting to take twists and turns that I don't think many of us expected. Now, new court filings that shed even more light onto what is happening in this case and could be a game changer. What killed George Floyd? We all saw the video. Let me show you what's been uncovered by Court TV from some court filings. This is from a memorandum from the Hennepin County Attorney's Office. This level of fentanyl can cause pulmonary edema. Mr. Floyd's lungs were two to three times their normal weight at autopsy. That is a fatal level of fentanyl under normal circumstances. Those are the words of the medical examiner. Again, from, another mem from the memo at the Hennepin County's Attorney's Office, if Mr. Floyd had been found dead in his home or anywhere else and there were no other contributing factors, he would conclude, meaning the medical examiner that works for the county, he would conclude that it was an overdose death. Take a moment to think about that. Jonas, had you heard that? No, I had not. Now, if you're saying on the right or, you know, let's say... You were a George Floyd, yeah, it was wrong, but let's not overdo it, crowd. If you're saying, see, that cop was, no, who knows? I don't know what it means. I don't know. What I did say at the time was, I said, it just seems weird that if a cop was a killer, like they wanted to kill, why would they do it in front of a bunch of cameras? Right? That, that never made sense to me. That guy might have been or is as dumb as a box of rocks. He might have evil in his heart. It still wouldn't explain why you wouldn't kill in dark alleys. Why would you kill in front of everybody when you know you'd get caught? It felt like that maybe his actions were, um, and when I say maybe, I'm saying it could be worse than this even. But at minimum, they were disregarding, they were disrespect, they were like uh, brutal, but would they lead to death most of the time? If so, then why weren't there a bunch of dead people in this dude's wake? And I wasn't sure, but I said that right here on air. It wasn't popular. Now they're saying, okay, an overdose level of heroin, effectively, fentanyl, which is like heroin times 100. Does that mean George Floyd deserved to die? No. You don't get, there's not a death penalty for heroin in this country. But does it mean that we should be talking about that this is a new piece of information? And it seems like a big piece of information that court TV, this isn't conspiracy theories. This isn't the defense saying something. It's the coroner for the state. Now, we can invalidate everything and say, oh, they're on the take there. And then you're done. If you believe that the whole system from A to Z, top to bottom is corrupt, that's... I, 
I could see people, intelligent people feeling that. But where do you go from there? I don't know. I think you just disengage with society at that point or become a vigilante. I don't recommend that, but it, that's a natural progression. But I haven't, you know, my producer, Matt McKenzie, they hadn't heard that report. And it's been 24 hours. I'm guessing if you were an Alex Jones listener or a go tick, you know, Rush Limbaugh tick up and down the right, that, that they probably were discussing this. Why should the facts be on one side and not the other? If the facts back you up, you should put the facts out there. If the facts contradict you, put them out there and reconsider your position. But what ends up happening is people say, this is too important for X. Too important for due process. Too important for the facts to matter. Too important for, wow, I don't know what in the long run is too important for those things. And I don't know what in the long run doesn't suffer if you ignore the truth. Because if what you believe is going to win the day, it has to win the day on the side of truth. It can't win the day because of deception. Jonas, I mean, I give you a massive amount of credit. You're not a super political guy, at least on air, I, I'm a, that I know of. But you pretty much are always saying we should all have a right to say our say. We should all know the facts. And as a country, we make decisions. This seems to be a pretty strong example. It's not happening right now. What do you think? Yeah, I think both things can be true in, in that case. You know, both things, it's possible that both things are true, that the cop didn't intentionally kill George Floyd. George Floyd didn't deserve to die. But also, if the cop didn't intentionally kill him, he should have known that something was going on. And, no doubt. And, and called somebody and saved the guy's life. And he failed in that regard. And I am making no statement about what this means, even 1%. Right. I don't no, I know, know enough yeah. to know, even judge that. I'm going to let the system tell me. And if the system seems to be off, maybe I dig in and rethink some of it. We can't all um, litigate every decision in this country, right? We can't go figure out was Kavanaugh really waving around his genitals when he was 17. We got to trust that the Senate's going to do it. We got to trust the Senate's going to decide should President Trump have been impeached. Now, if you think it's corrupt, then you can't be a part of a system that, that, that that's corrupt. It just you can't be. And maybe ultimately, that's the level of disruption there will be, that we got to tear it all down. And if so, I promise you, anyone that's ever lived in an area or a society without this kind of structure, without institutions, they understand it's the law of the jungle. And I can promise you, for everyone saying defund the police, in the extreme, just... If you got more than 20 bucks, you don't want to be walking down the street because chances are you're not the strongest person on the street. I'm not the strongest, right? There's one guy that's the strongest. Right. Or, yeah. Or you, yeah. And, and, well, and, and I think, look, 99% of police officers are, are good people. I know cops. Um, they're good people. They work really hard and they care about people. I know a lot of cops, not a racist bone in their body. And I've known them for some of them 20 years. Um, but it, it just goes to show you that there's always going to be 
a bad apple in the bunch in any walk of life. There's going to be bad people all over the place. I just hope that we don't let the one bad apple spoil the entire produce section just because we see it and we caught it on video. There's a lot of good people doing a lot of good work out there that don't want to do the things or harm the people the way that they've been harmed on video. No doubt. And you know what? I think on the progressive side, they could say, you know, Jonas, I agree with you 100%, but because of systemic racism, that one bad apple is able to stay on the force for X amount of years, yeah. and they, we don't get him off the force until he both kills somebody and somehow we can prove it. And how many times were there these killings where they said, oh, he attacked me, and we didn't have the body camp? So... Listen, I'm a master. I mean, let's just be candid. I'm a master debater. I could take either side and make a convincing case. You know what that means? It means probably neither side is exactly right, that there's a little bit of truth on one and some truth on the other. Yes, cops have been egregious at various points, more so in the past, less so now, but still way too much now. But whenever you have tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands of people, you're going to have some percentage of bad apples. How do you deal with that? There's been a lot of progress, but not enough progress. Both sides of this. And this is my point. You want to listen and take the side of me that you disagree with and say, RJ, that's wrong, and I'm mad at you. That's your right. But understand, the guy on the other side is probably saying, RJ, I'm mad at you too. And you two disagree with each other. But you're both mad or... Because I do believe we have such a smart audience, you both realize, huh, I can believe what I believe, but it's not bigger than the principle of truth and fair dealing. I mean, ultimately, the truth should get out there, no matter who finds it. You know, that's the thing. If the, def if the prosecutor in any case finds something that proves the, or even speaks to the innocence of the defendant, it's their obligation to provide the court with it. That's the way this system's set up. We're not here to win. We're here to get it right. And if you think your right, your truth, your virtue, what you believe in is more important than the other person's due process, the other person's right to hear the facts, then where do you stop? Where's that limit? Would you kill 10 people? Because if you really thought, of, I mean, think of abortion. Is If you really believed abortion was murder, then you might think you're virtuous. If you had to kill 10 doctors to stop it, you'd think, hey, better 10 of them than 10,000 babies. We can't let that be the case, right? We can't. And that, is, that was an example of the right having a position oftentimes. The left, same thing. If you think, if I did X or Y, some egregious thing, but it stopped cop killings, wouldn't that maybe be worth it? If, some, if you're thinking like that, you're making a mistake, because it, where does it end? And you have to trust, as Obama talked about, Martin Luther King, the arc of history is towards justice. And we want to be impatient. You know, there's a feeling of impatience, no doubt. But getting there the right way is the only way to stay there. I'm going to say something that would make very mad another radio host on this network. 
Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone. I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. He's the voice of Vegas, RJ Bell. I got to say, Jonas, that tease is too good not to just (laughs) ride. We got to take a break anyway, so I'll tease it one more time. After this final break, I'm going to say something that will infuriate one of the bigger named hosts on Fox Sports Radio. That's coming up next. He's RJ Bell. I'm Jonas Knox, and this is the pregame show you've always wanted right here on Fox Sports Radio. Right out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I'm R.J. Bell. We are straight out of Vegas. And I'm Jonas Knox, voice of you, the fan. So, R.J., we always profess here on the show that nobody is sacred. There are no sacred (laughs) cows. Anybody can get it on the network if we disagree with them. And you have pinpointed somebody on the network who you vehemently disagree with. I do. And it's... To your uh, chagrin, it's not Colin. It's not a sacred cow herd in this case. And here's the reality. And I think it is fair to say I disagree with a certain approach. And it's important to realize it's hard to be on Fox Sports Radio and not acknowledge that in the political sense of what Clay Travis, how he approaches things. And Clay's gotten a lot of attention over that. And I think it's deserved. Meaning, this is, and we can all debate liberal media, positions that you would think, oh, that's a typical conservative position. You don't hear a ton of that in the media. You just don't. You want to act like you do, just get a sheet of paper, listen randomly, not just do your shows, and tell me what the tally is. If it's close to 50-50, then I should quit gambling. And you know what? I'm not going to quit gambling because I'm very good at it. It's just not. So for a guy to come up and say, hey, I'm going to fight in a way for a position that puts me out of favor with the mainstream media, with the media in general, it, you, know, you can say it's courageous. You can say it's gutsy. You know, obviously, there's an opportunity business-wise there. You differentiate yourself. I think Clay's a good businessman, as far as I can see, and he, I think Clay's a good broadcaster. Would I, he's a bright mind. What I don't like, and I, I listened today, I was interested to hear his take. I think if you demean the other side, if you, there's a feeling of the other side is stupid or the other side is corrupt, if you think about it, what's the two things that would make the other side's opinion not count? If they're so dumb, it's like a child babbling about supercomputers you're going to say, well, it doesn't matter what the child says, right? He doesn't know better. And you know what comes from that, too? Is now if you withhold some truth from that child, hey, he's not ready for it. Maybe that's what some news directors thought. Oh, that George Floyd thing, RJ, you play. The society's not ready to take that in, okay? That's George Orwell stuff there, buddy. And 1984, no one is supposed to decide what truth we hear, as I've said strongly, I think, on this show. 
And the way you accomplish that, the way you don't give the other side the truth, the way that you don't give the other side a fair hearing is if you invalidate them. And one way to do that is say they're stupid. The other way to do that is say they're corrupt. They don't really believe that. They're saying that for an agenda. They're saying, and to me, when I listen to Clay, there's a decent amount of time I'm saying, huh, makes sense. I see your point. But then, and today especially, it felt like, or, you know, I don't listen every day, so I don't know what he's saying on a given day, maybe, but I listen some. And what I heard was that how stupid the NBA was, the players were to do what they did. And you know what? I think it wasn't super well thought out. And you know what? How could it be? If you have Milwaukee sitting there talking to the attorney general of the state of Wisconsin, talking to the, I think, lieutenant governor, and you're saying, what's going on? What's going to happen? And they say, nothing you want to hear. Now what? Are you going to have a sober reaction to that? Yeah. If you're a senator, maybe. If you're on the Supreme Court, not if you're a basketball player. You didn't get trained for this, but now you're in a position of power and influence, so you got to figure what to do. To have an emotional reaction isn't ideal, but it's human. And if you're an African American and you're a minority and you're frustrated at this, as Jonas said at the beginning of the show, that it happens and it happens and it happens, you don't want to sit and contemplate every little permutation. You want it to stop. And to me, I said on air live yesterday, I didn't think this was thought out. I don't know where it goes. You know what? It's probably not going to go anywhere. It's going to raise some attention. They're going to come back and play, and we're going to forget about it. Does it make them stupid? Does it invalidate their opinion? No. Because if we were in their shoes, would we do a lot better? Do you really think you're that much more brilliant than the smartest NBA players? I don't think so. And to me, on one hand, I think Clay and Clay's counterparts on the left should have a right to have their say, have their microphone. But if you have to invalidate the other side by demeaning them, then you don't really trust your argument all that much. And if you really do, let the other side have their say. Straight out of Vegas is brought to you by AutoZone. AutoZone has more ways for you to get what you need when you need it with their free same-day pickup. You can place your order online and grab what you need today at more than 5,700 AutoZone locations in-store curbside. Visit AutoZone.com today to start your job fast. Get in the zone. AutoZone, we are straight out of Vegas. We are back tomorrow, 6 6 p.m. Eastern time, 3 o'clock Pacific time, right here on Fox Sports Radio. And you can always check out the show on the iHeartRadio app.